0: Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit praisechapellasvegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. In our spirits, Amen. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is, he is good and his faithfulness or his faithful love endures forever. It says give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Somebody say he's good. And his faithful love endures forever. Amen. It does not end, it's for eternity. It goes on and on and on. And so last week I, I I hit on that we must remain thankful, and when we are thankful, we remain thankful is when when we start to recognize that he's God, and when you give him thanks, it turns into thanksgiving that's created into our hearts and into our spirit. So as I continued uh, going on that that message, I mean, I want to look at learning to be thankful. How many want to learn how to get be thankful? you know? Come on, it's not something that happens automatically. We like receiving, but we don't like thanking. I mean, we like taking, but we don't like to, to give back, or we don't like to give. So in our spirit, amen, we have to learn to be thankful. So how do we do that? Well, I don't know if you guys seen the movie, amen, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood by Mr. Rogers, amen. If you have not seen it, uh, go, go see it. It's a pretty awesome movie. Uh, you know, I we grew up in, with Mr. Rogers. I, I really wasn't a Mr. Rogers fan. Uh, you know, I was just a, a troublemaker, amen. I, I didn't really look at those kind of things, amen. I think uh, the only thing I looked at was uh, Bozo the Clown, I guess. Hallelujah. But <laughs> that was that was that was my that was my role model, Bozo the Clown. Hallelujah. But but Mr. Rogers, amen. Uh, uh, as you, uh, of course, we know it, and you know it through skits through. Uh, uh, SNL and all these things that make fun of Mr. Rogers being this really nice guy, super nice guy. But the story goes on. It's, it's about an article, and I won't tell you the whole story. But uh, it's about Mr. Rogers, and they go do an interview on him. And so the thing is, you know, this young guy, this reporter that really doesn't want to do it, and he's going through some troubles himself, he meets Mr. Rogers, and so starts doing this uh, this interview and Mr. Roger kind of turns the interview on him, and wants to get to know him. And and the and so he talk he's talking to him. And he says, "Okay, when when does when do who's Mr. Roger? Well, I want to see the real Mr. Rogers." And he he's like saying, "What are you talking about? This is me. What you see on that stage is who he is." And so he thought it was kind of an act that he was putting on a, a character, of Mr. Rogers, and he was really different. Live, but who he was on the screen and the, the way he presented himself is who he really is. And so he even asked his wife, goes, why is this guy so nice? And I said, well, no, he has his moments, but he told, he told the reporter he practices to be nice. It's a practice. It doesn't come automatic for something that was practiced. I'm here to let you know that thankfulness takes practice you got to practice it. It doesn't come automatically. Like of I said, you've got to practice it. Well, I want to look at the life of a man tonight that did it well. And I'm not going to talk about Mr. Rogers, but a man from the Bible, and hopefully that we can learn something tonight from his life. And so I want to look at the life of Apostle Paul. Amen? You see, Paul didn't just give thanks on Thanksgiving Day. Paul wasn't a seasonal Christian. He wasn't seasonal with his relationship with God. Paul gave thanks always. No matter what he was going through, that guy always had a shout in his spirit. He can be locked up and still praise God. Come on, he, he, can, he can be going through the worst storm. I mean, this guy got beat. This guy got stoned. I'm not talking smoky. I, I say he got stoned. Come on. He he got he got whipped, amen. He was jailed. He was uh he was on the wrath on the sea for days, amen. And through all that, he still gave the Lord thanks. Come on, some of us I know, man, put you on a raft for three days, man. You guys start tra- tripping. I mean, you probably start cursing or something. I don't know, amen. We'd be like Job or, or you know, going through the thing and just curse God and die. But not Paul. Paul always. Thank the Lord. In Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13, I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. And it says this, actually, this is Paul speaking, I actually don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I have learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances are. I'm just as happy with little as with much, and with much as with little. It says, I found the recipe. For being happy whether I'm full or hungry, whether my hands are full or my hands are empty, wherever I, whatever I have or wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Powerful statement here, what Paul's saying. In the NIV, it says like this, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in the need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well fed or hungry, whether I'm living in the plenty or in the the want, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. The New King James says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Church, let me ask you a question tonight, and I don't want you to shout it out. I really want you to answer it within your spirit. And it kind of tells you where we are right now in our walk with God and what we need to do. And maybe today we need to learn this. But are you able to be content in any circumstances that you face? Come on, are you able to be content when all hell's coming at you? Are you able to be content when you go to work and they give you the pink slip? Are you able to be content, amen, to going to the doctor and getting a bad report? Come on, church. Answer that question to you in your spirit. Are you able to be content in any circumstance that you face? See, Paul here knew how to be content. Whether he had plenty or whether he was lacking, Paul was thankful all the time. See, the definition of content is this. Happy, pleased. Satisfied. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says this Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with wisdom he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving him thanks through him. To God the Father. I have another question for you. How many here have great needs? Come on, raise your hand. If you there's a need in your life right now. See, these, these things you've got to acknowledge. You know, when 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 uh you know when you gotta tell the Lord, God, I, I have a great need. God, I, I want you to move in this situation. God, I need you to move here. You have to voice it. Though God knows it, how many know that God knows everything? But God wants to hear it from you, and so sometimes you got to voice it—not just to voice it, but you know why? For the enemy can hear you voice it. We can tell the enemy, you know what? I'm trusting in God. I'm calling out in God. I'm in the lacking right now, and I'm going to call out to my God. I'm going to allow Him to fill me with His richness. I'm going to—I'm going to sing songs. I'm going to sing a. a Uh, hymns and, 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 and sing psalms and sing songs to the Lord with a thankful heart. See, do you have great needs or are you just dissatisfied because you don't have what you want? Do you have great needs or are you just not satisfied because you don't have what you want? See, contentment is not natural to most of us if we're honest. Right? Come on. Contentment describes a person who accepts whatever comes their way. And most of us kind of flow whatever's hitting our life, right? Right? Come on, if things are good, guess what? You're good. Right? But if things are bad, watch out. Come on. You know, you walk in, but don't talk, don't talk to her. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to him right now. Don't don't come on with when things are not flowing, church, come on, we we show it in our face. We we show it in our walk. We show it in our worship. We show it in our giving. So when things are flowing, money's flowing, amen, there's no problem with the smile on the face. But when things are not happening and things are bad, then it, it, it's a different story. Can somebody say amen? See, Paul was satisfied to a point in his life, Uh, 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 where he was, it did not disturb Paul. Whether he was in jail, whether he was being beat, he was not disturbed and he was not disquiet. See, nothing disturbed him to a point where he lost his thankfulness to God. Nothing in his life made him quiet. Nothing stopped his shout. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Nothing took away his worship. He remained still and he thanked God all the time. You know, sometimes we come in, amen, and we had a hard day, or you're going through a tough time, and then we don't want to worship God. Come on, let's be honest. Come on, and this is a time that we need to thank God. You made it to church, amen. You can either stay there with your long face, amen, and you're going to leave with the same long face, or maybe even longer. And if you can just tap into worship, if you can just tap in and grab your shout back, come on, somebody then something can, you know, some hope can rise up. And so the thing is, you, go, you cannot let nothing stop you or disquiet you from worshiping God, amen. And when you start to learn that, church, there's a spirit of thankfulness in our, in our, in our spirits. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you, how would you handle a flat tire right now after service? Had a great time. You came to the altar. Woo! God was good. And you walked out. Oh, man, a flat. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're a different character right there. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, 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 but but come on. Just be honest. Come on. Come on, ladies. How would your man handle that? You know them. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. My wife already knows me. I'm uh, going to get disturbed. Hallelujah. I'm going to be honest, but come on, let's be honest. With come on, you know your man, how are you going to be? Or would he blame you? You ran over a nail, I told you. <laughs> Can you be content, listen, no matter what you're facing? So what's the secret, church? Of his contentment. Paul learned the secret. He he practiced. Paul practiced contentment. The, 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 The scripture that I read says that he had a recipe. How many want to get that recipe? Come on, he said, I have a recipe of being content in any situation. See, he truly understood what it was to be in the want. He truly knew what it was to be in the plenty. He had, he had both of that, and so he knew that, church. He, he had the plenty in his life, amen. And there was times in his walk, even serving the Lord, and mostly serving the Lord, that he was in the need. Yet he was still content, church. So what was Paul's secret? What was it that made him not a seasonal Christian? What made him so different? How many want to know Paul's secret? Come on, how many want that recipe? Ready to write this down? I'm going to give you the recipe right now. It's found in Philippians chapter 4:13 that I just read. It says, "I can do all things, somebody say all things, through Christ, who strengthens me. What was Paul's secret? Jesus. Come on, that's all you got to write. If you're writing it down and waiting for the recipe, just put Jesus. It's J-E. S-U-S. Come on. And if you want to really get crazy, put Christ at the end. Come on. It's not just Jesus. It's Jesus Christ. Come on. You can go back and go, what did I write Jesus down for? No, no. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. You got to understand, that was his secret. He goes through the whole thing, and he says, you know what? I learned the recipe. I, I, I learned how to be content no matter where I'm at, whether I'm lacking, whether I have plenty, if I have carne asada, or just beans and rice and Jesus Christ, whatever it is. I, I learned the secret of contentment. And he says, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many know that Jesus is the answer? Come on, we're in a season that Jesus is the reason for the season. See, Jesus is why you and I are here today. That's the secret. And the thing is, all of us know that, but we don't apply it. We don't say that to ourselves. I, say I, come on, say I, can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, you got to say that to yourself when you're going through a season. You gotta say that to yourself when you're going through a hard time. You gotta say that to yourself when you are in the want. In order for God to be, in order for you to be thankful to God, you gotta call God and say, God, you're my strength, you're my recipe, you're my secret. Amen. It's through you that I can make it. His self sufficient was in Christ's sufficiency. He learned that everything, listen, church, comes from the Father good or bad, no matter what he was going through, Paul was satisfied. Matthew chapter 5.45 says this, For he gives his sunlight to both evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So he knew uh, it's the same God, amen, uh, whether it's raining or not raining, amen. uh, You know what? I'm going to thank him. I'm satisfied. 2 Corinthians twelve seven through 10 says this, Even though I received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from being proud, he gave me, he was, uh, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles. Come on, getting fired. Come on, backaches. What kind of aches? Headaches, whatever it is that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Man, this guy was satisfied. This guy had it together, amen. This guy knew, amen, that no matter what he was going through, he was going to thank God. Whether it's in weakness and insults or hardships or persecution or troubles, whatever he faces for Christ. Because when he's weak, then he becomes strong through Christ. Who what? Strengthens us. He knew how to tap in. He had the recipe. He had the secret. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.12 says, I thank the Lord Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength. You've got to thank God. If you want to make it through a season, thank him for the strength. That when you're weak, you can be strong in Christ. Come on. All you got to do is just thank the Lord. God, I, God, I, God, you are my strength. God, I, I'm more than a... You've got to start to repeat those things that we read so many times. We know the scriptures, amen. Yet when we're going through a season or going through a hard time or going through a hardship, amen, we don't speak that over us. We don't speak life over us. We know how to give life to somebody. We know how to give and encourage a brother. But when you need encouragement, you don't, have, you don't even know how to encourage yourself. Come on, somebody. Come on, we have pity parties by ourselves. Come on, we 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 go we go through seasons by we 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 we, we talk all kinds of stuff when we're going through it. We're blaming everybody, hey, amen. I man, I got man, I I, I can feel things, hey, amen. Oh, I blame Pastor. i like, oh I feel it. Come on, you're blaming the whole, you're blaming everybody. Come on, you're blaming your kids, you're blaming the dog. Poor dog. I mean, the dog gets blamed for everything. You see, Paul learned to trust God in every situation. So instead, Paul didn't say, what now, God? Well, why why am I going through this? This again, Lord? Whatever. This is the way it is. See, a lot of us accept our circumstances instead of being thankful and trusting in God who you can draw strength from during those weak times. See, Paul didn't do that. He didn't complain. Paul drew his strength from everything or everything in the one who continually empowered him. Come on. The Bible says that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He drew from that power. He knew how to call on the Holy Spirit. He knew that Christ would give him strength for whatever circumstance he would face. See, the secret church is drawing from Christ's power or strength. We can only draw from within ourselves, amen? And when we do that, church, the power runs out, right? Come on, willpower is going to take you only so far, church. And then when we run out of willpower, guess what? Frustration hits. Complaining hits. Bitterness hits. I mean, all kinds of stuff hit us because we're trying to rely, we're trying to do it in our own strength. We're trying to operate him in with a remembering the word. We're trying to operate in remembering the scriptures, but we're not applying the scriptures. It's the word of God that brings life, church. You have to apply what's in there. See, Christ's power never runs out. I say, Christ's power never runs out. So, in order to get into the power of God, you've got to get into his presence. you got to tap into his strength, church. See, he is the original energizer. Come on, he keeps going and going and going. Amen. He, he never runs out. That rabbit dies someday. I know that you see in the commercial, he's still going. No, he, he stopped. It's just another rabbit. God keeps going. We must say, I must. We have to rely on the promises of God and Christ's power to help us to be content listening, if you're, if you're a person that always wants more, listen, if you're a person that always wants more, then ask God to remove that desire and to teach you how to be satisfied instead. Satisfied in every situation, in every circumstance that you, that you face. See, we want this, we want that, we want to we go to God, we use that scripture, ask And you'll receive. We ask God for all that. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want a car. I want money. I want this. I want him to look better. I want. (laughs) We get crazy. There's some crazy things that we ask the Lord for. But instead of asking more, ask Him to remove that and say, "God, help me and teach me to be satisfied. Where I'm at, how she looks, how he looks, whatever it is. God, I'm content with this." Another secret of Paul's was this, that he can see his life from God's point of view. See, Paul was so focused. Listen, this is where we miss the boat, most Christians. Because we go through circumstances, and everything for God, what, stops. Let's be honest. We're going through a tribe, it stops. Like I said, we stop giving, we stop praising, we stop, some of us stop coming to church. We go through seasons, amen, when we do this. See, another secret that he, 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 he was so focused on what he was supposed to be doing, not what he felt that he should have. Did you get that? He was so focused on the will of God, I need, what I need to be doing for the kingdom of God, instead of saying, God, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this. So you got—you got, he, he was so focused on the will of God. I'm here to, just like the Jesus, because I come to do the, the will of the Father. His focus, was intention was going to the cross and dying for us. Come on, though things came his way, it did not distract him. It did not disturb him. It did not remove his praise. It did not remove who he was. Amen. He still healed people. He still saved people. He still raised people from the dead. Jesus kept going to the cross. Amen. Nothing disturbed him because he was so focused on what he was doing, not what he thought he should have. The same goes with Paul. You see, sometimes we think because we're saved, because we're born-again Christians, amen, because we're now a follower of Christ, that we should have this and we should have that. God's a big God, and I want big things. I want a big house, a big car. I want a big everything. Come on. That's how we think sometimes. And there's a prosperity ministry. and no, I'm not saying that God won't prosper you. God won't bless you, church. But we think that because we're saved that we should, we should have all this. Let me know that God blesses. Come on, somebody. How many have been blessed by the Lord? We've been blessed. But our relationship, listen, our relationship should not be based on what we have. It should be based on what we're doing and what he has done. It's about staying busy for the kingdom of God. It's about, his, that was a secret of his, that he continued to stay focused. And that focus of being busy for the kingdom of God kept a thankfulness spirit in his, in, in his, in his, in his, in his mind, his soul, amen. And, and he learned the contentment that God, uh, no matter what, what I face, when, no matter what I'm going through, you're God. You're still God. You're the God in the rain, and you're the God in the sunshine. You're the God in the good, and you're the God in the bad. It does not matter what I go through, God. You are still good, and I will worship you. I will praise you. I will keep on going. I'll keep on serving. I'll keep on worshiping. I'll keep on thanking. Amen. Come on, sometimes we do a sacrifice of praise. I don't feel like praising right now, God, and and God loves the honesty in it, and he already knows you, amen, but you know what? I'm going to press through this, and I'm going to sing anyway. That's sometimes, that's all you need. I I challenge you. Next time you're really out and you're in the blues, just press in and and watch what God does. He will touch you in such a powerful way if you just bring a sacrifice of praise to him. He'll stir something in your spirit. You know, I, I'll come here, amen. And sometimes on Wednesdays, I, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm be right there praising God every service, every Wednesday. You'll see me right here. Every Sunday, you'll see me right here praising my God. Got a headache? I'm praising God. If you got mad at me? I'm praising God. Not today. <laughs> no, we've been we've been we've been on a good streak, amen. We've been on a good streak, amen. <laughs> I am thankful. Hallelujah. I woke up every morning. Thank you, Jesus. She's still happy. <laughs> you see, Paul had his priorities straight. He was grateful for everything that God had done for him. And what we need to do as church is this. We need to detach ourselves from the non-essentials of life so that we can concentrate, listen, on the internal things of life. We need to focus on what's more important and give more attention to what matters. Come on, somebody. When we often desire more than we have, you know what it is? We're really longing something uh, to fill an emptiness within our spirit. But if we have Jesus, and Paul's secret or recipe was Jesus, if we have Jesus, church, then we have really all we, ha- all we need. Come on, if you got Jesus, you are the richest person. Come on, if you got Jesus, you are lacking nothing. With Jesus, you have everything. I can do all things through Christ. Strength. I have everything that I need in Christ. Amen? I may not have everything I want, but you have everything you need, church. And that's what the focus should be. That's the satisfaction of Paul. That's what he had. You know what? I don't have everything, God, but I have you, and that's enough. And so he learned that even though he was lacking, he was still satisfied. On, don't you want to feel like Paul? I'm satisfied. On a half burrito or a whole burrito? Amen. I'm satisfied. Amen. I'll take a half any time. Well. <laughs> Come on. Steak and eggs. Weaning eggs. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Come on. Fry bologna. Whew. Throw the fry bologna on there and make a Make a party, hallelujah. Man, fried bologna is awesome, hallelujah. You know, we may not have a a fancy roast beef and stuff. You know, you got bologna, just fry it up. Take that, man, some mayonnaise, two pieces of bread, boom. Want to get real fancy, throw some lettuce and tomatoes in there. But but I can just do the bologna, fried bologna, and just a sandwich alone. I'm done. I'm satisfied. I'm hungry right now. (laughs) I think I'm going to make me a fried bologna sandwich when I get home. See, the question is, church, listen listen to this question. What are you drawn to when you feel empty inside? What are you drawn to when you feel empty inside? How do you find true contentment? See, your answer lies in your perspective and in your priorities, and in the source of your power. Your answer lies in your perspective, in your priorities, and in the source of your power. See, can we really do everything through Christ who strains us? Can we do everything? Right? Can you leap over a tall building in a single bound? Come on. Are you faster than a speeding bullet? Come on. No. Only Superman can do that. Come on. God doesn't, listen, God does not grant us superhuman powers to do everything. The power that we receive when we are in union with Christ is is sufficient to do His will. Listen, church, and not ours. The power to face the challenges that rise up from our commitment of doing His will. It does not give you power to do anything that you want, church. As long as it, line, it gives you the power, as long as it lines up to His will. See, as we contend for faith, we will face troubles. Come on, you ever face those troubles? Come on, we're going to face pressure. We're going to face trials. You serve God, amen. Guess, guess what? Welcome to trials, storms, and battles. It's automatic, church. If you if you just got saved, amen. Don't worry, they're coming. Hallelujah. Come on, you signed up for trouble. You signed up for pain and pressure. Come on, you didn't sign up, amen, and live happily ever after. One day we will. But as soon as you sign up, as soon as you declare that you're a Christian, as soon as you said, I'm serving God, guess what? Whose attention you get? The devil's coming right after you. Come on, the Bible says he prowls around. Peter says, you know, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour you. But God's will for us is to work work out our salvation in what? in fear and trembling, that we got to work this out, amen. Things are going to come our way, whatever it is, that we got to continue to, to stay faithful, amen, as we contend for the faith, amen, as we come to church in our weakness. Ask God to strengthen you. You're going through a hard time. doesn't matter what the age, young, you're. It doesn't matter, God. Just call out to God, and he'll come to your rescue every single time. Yet us, amen, we're silent. Uh, yes, us, we're going through a season, and, and we become, we shut our mouths, amen. We don't say nothing. We don't speak it. Uh, we don't declare nothing over it. All we do is sit in it. We sit in our troubles, and we sit there, and we sit there, and it just, it's like we're sitting in a pot, and it's just brewing and brewing. It's getting hotter and hotter, amen, and you're getting madder and madder. Yet yeah, you're not calling out on God. Yet we have the answer. Yet we have the recipe, church. We, we have the secret. And no one shouts out Jesus. No one cries out to the Lord. No one says, God, give me strength. I can do all things, Lord, through you who strengthened me. God, you can get me through this storm. Devil, you're a liar. Those are the things that we need to shout. We got to shout. Yet our mouths become shut. Come on, this right. And If right. If our mouth's open, it's about complaints. We start complaining to the Lord. We start complaining to people. We start complaining about life. We start blaming people for your circumstances. Instead of saying, thank you, God. I'm going through a storm right now. I don't know why I'm going through this, but God, you're teaching me something. This storm is not going to take away my thankfulness. This storm is not going to make me quiet. It's going to make me louder. I'm gonna loud. I'm a, you know devil. you try to shut me up. I'm a, I'm just gonna scream louder. Remember that. Remember the the, the 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 guy that was blind, and he was trying to get Jesus' attention. Jesus, son of David. But he said, "Have mercy on me." And the cross said, "Shut up." See, he could, he could have just said, "Okay." <laughs> the what you say. He got louder. Some of you guys got to get louder. See, the, the enemy, the circumstances are taking away your shout. The circumstances are taken away your praise. The thankfulness is gone, and the complaints have settled in. We're sitting there, and all we're doing is accepting this. I'm not saying you're backsliding. I'm not saying you're losing it all, but you accepted what's facing you and said this is the best it gets, and I am not thankful for being a Christian. We should be the most thankfulness, thankful people on, on earth. Amen. We should be thankfulness. Is that right? Is that right? Did it come out all right? Amen. I'm creating words or phrases that don't make sense sometimes. But you know what? I'm so I'm thankful. Just tell him. He's, he's thankful. It's all it is. I'm happy. Good Gooder. That's right. It gets gooder and gooder all the time. Hallelujah not just good, but it's good-er. That, that's, a little, that's a different level. That's, that's a double bologna sandwich right there. Hallelujah. That's good right there. <laughs> doesn't get any better than that, church. God is, God is all we need. And Paul here says, I have the secret. I have the recipe. I know what it is to be empty. I know what it is to be, to, to be well fed. I, I know what it is to be in the plenty. I know what it is in the water. I, I know what it is to be cruising and having some money in my pocket. I know what it is when I, I don't have a dime to my, to my name. I, I know what it is, but I've learned the secret. I have the recipe for contentment. And his name is Jesus. And that's all I need because I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? Here's a man, Amen. You read the story of Paul, Amen, and, and even through Philippians, where he says, "You know what? The one thing I do is forget what's behind." He says, "I, I don't care about my past. I don't care about the failures. I don't, I don't care about it. I, my focus is not there. My focus is through the will of God and to keep my eye on the prize in Christ Jesus. The secret, the power, the the answer, Jesus." It's Jesus in the back. It's Jesus, it's Jesus everywhere, church. Paul had a great attitude. Paul, who got beheaded. Even through the end, he was still thankful to the Lord. Through the end of his death, he knew he was dying. So he says, You know what? I did my will. I finished my race. Come on, hallelujah. I kept my eyes on the prize, Hallelujah! And now in store for me is a crown of righteousness. He tells Timothy that, you know what? I ran my race. I'm done. I'm gonna die right now. He knew he was gonna die, and he was still thankful. He says, "You know what? They thought they killed me, but I'm just getting the crown right now. I'm going into eternity." Come on, I'm going to the place that he prepared for me. I, I'm going somewhere, Amen. It doesn't matter right now. Even if I live the life of pain, I'm going to a life of everlasting Now, That was Paul's attitude. That was Paul's contentment. That was Paul's uh, uh, recipe. It was Jesus. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. John 16.33 says this, I have told you these things, this is Jesus speaking, so that in me that you may have peace. In this world you will. Somebody say, I will. You will have trouble, but take heart. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. The same Jesus that Paul's talking about there in Philippians. The same Jesus, he says, you know what? I can do all things. I overcome the world. So he overcomes the world by having Jesus inside of him. My recipe, my secret is Jesus. And as long as I have him, I learn I can be content no matter what comes my way. I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to bail on him. I'm not going to quit on him because this is not coming in my life or things are not just flowing right now. God, I'm going to learn. Even the things that are wrong, even the things that are bad, just like that song we sing. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. I'm gonna I'm gonna what I'm gonna see a victory, amen. I'm gonna shout. See, that's that's a perspective of Paul. That's Paul's perspective. You know, it's this 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 what it was intended for evil, God will turn for the good. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Though though weapons form against me, they will not prosper because I got Jesus. See, everything's connected to Jesus. Everything's connected to Jesus. His secret, our secret, our recipe is Christ, church. Amen? If we have Jesus, we're okay. If you're going through a season right now, if you have Jesus, you're okay. It, it doesn't feel good. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good. We go through a season. We feel. We're human. Like I said, we're not we're not superman. We're not, we're not we, we can't leap over the building. We can't leap over our problems in a single bound. We're not going to be faster than, than anything that's coming against us, amen. But God gives us the power to get through it, church. He doesn't give us supernatural powers that we don't feel no more. We're going to feel because we are human. We have to make the decision. He doesn't make us serve him. We want to serve him. God wants you to serve him and long for him, to have that relationship with him, and he wants to long it and have it with you. Amen? So tonight as I close, because I can smell the bologna cooking on the grill right now. Yeah. As I close tonight, some of you guys are going to go home and eat some of that. Watch. watch. I'm going to try this fried bologna. Let's not be seasonal, church. Listen. Let's be real. Learn. Let's learn the secret. The recipe of contentment by being thankful all the time no matter what comes our way, church. Let's draw strength from Christ. His strength is sufficient in our weakness. And if we know that, let's just be thankful people no matter what we're going through. Let me close with this, amen. Philippians 4:6 it says, don't worry about anything. This is Paul speaking here. Instead of pray about everything, and tell God what you need, and thank him for all that he has done. Hebrews chapter twelve, twenty-eight says this, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, and so worship God acceptably, uh, separately with reverence and with awe. Psalms one hundred verse four to five says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, and give him Give thanks to him and praise his name for the the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. I don't know about you, but that's something to be thankful for. That God is faithful. God is faithful. His his love never ends, and it continues faithfulness for generations to generations. Generations back then when it was written. Over 2,000 plus years ago, in Psalms, when he wrote that, when the when the when the the, the writer wrote that in, it started to reach, and it's still reaching generations today. So God's promise is true. God's promise is, Amen. Come on, let God be true and every man a liar. What God says He'll do, He's going to do it. Church, you got to understand. and I, I. And, I, and if you're going through a season right now, I understand the seasons. I've gone through seasons. I've gone through times and weaknesses of my faith, church. But I've learned the secret. I've learned to follow Paul's life and say, God, why am I complaining? Why am I worried about Why am I tripping for it if you're God? And you love me. And, and you have nothing bad towards me. And even the bad that comes from the enemy, you even turn to the good. So I don't need a trip for anything. Bad report, loss of job, whatever it is. Now, as long as I align myself, see, the, the, the secret is aligning yourself to the will of God. I can do all strength. He gives you the strength to do his will, not your will, not your plans, but his plans. As long as you come underneath that church, then he's going to give you the strength to overcome anything that faces that you face. And you'll learn the contentment, the happiness, and the satisfaction that Paul lived satisfied no matter what. No, I'm satisfied. My hair's thinning out. I'm satisfied. No, That still makes me look good. I'm okay. Hallelujah. At least I think i do. I'm satisfied.